Thank you, Greg. Uh, I appreciate you, Commissioner, and the leadership that you provide for all of us. Uh, hard to believe it's my seventh year representing the University of Kentucky, but with each year, uh, my appreciation for this league, fellow coaches, and the competition grows. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of the best college football conference in the country. And there's really no better place uh, than college athletics to help develop uh, young men on the field and off. Uh, thank you to the media. I really appreciate what you do uh, covering the University of Kentucky, uh, covering all of us, and the stories that you get out from the men and women throughout the, the SEC and throughout the country. Uh, it's important, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. I'd like to recognize Mitch Barnhart, recently uh, named Athletic Director of the Year. Uh, Mitch does a great job of supporting us. We have 22 teams and over 500 student athletes, and uh, Mitch gives us support in all areas, and uh, a lot of this wouldn't be possible without him, so we appreciate Mitch. Another gentleman I'd like to, to recognize is uh, Jim Maddalino, our former head athletic trainer, a.k.a. Mad Dog. But uh, Mad Dog does a great job. His impact goes far beyond Kentucky. It goes throughout the SEC, uh, goes throughout the nation, and uh, he's moved into an administrative role. So for the first time in my tenure at Kentucky, and the first time in a long time for him, he won't be on the sidelines. Uh, but he'll be missed, and we appreciate Jim. Um, I'd like to talk about the players that I brought here today, uh, three fantastic people. Uh, they're great players. Uh, they're leaders on and off the field. And uh, you're going to be impressed. You'll get an opportunity to spend some time with them. Lynn Bowden, uh, wide receiver out of Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, Cash Daniel, a linebacker out of uh, Kentucky. And uh, Logan Stenberg, an offensive guard right, right here out of Alabama. So we got off the plane this morning and uh, Logan felt pretty good. He said the air smelled a little different and tasted a little different. So uh, it was fun for him to get home. Um, Heading into this year, uh, continuity is important. Our offensive staff comes back intact. Eddie Grant will continue to be the offensive coordinator and play caller. Uh, does a fantastic job, along with the help of Darren Henshaw, is the co-offensive coordinator, and the rest of the guys are back. So we're, we're looking to build on the good things we did a year ago. Uh, defensively, uh, there is a change in Brad White taking over uh, for Matt House as the defensive coordinator. Matt did a fantastic job a year ago helping develop Josh Allen into the National Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's taken over the uh, defensive coordinator role. I'm excited about working uh, with Brad. He's a great teacher. He comes from an NFL background. Um, you know, we'll continue to build and do the good things that we've done, uh, create some different nuances with him uh, being the defensive coordinator. With that opening, uh, John Summerall, we were able to hire John back. He's a former Wildcat, uh, come in and coach the linebackers. We hired him. He was uh, formerly coaching uh, linebackers at Old Miss. So uh, excited to have uh, John coming back. Uh, coming off the first 10 win uh, season we've had in 41 years, you know, we want to continue to do the good things we're doing, continue to build on the principles, practices, and systems uh, that we've done to get us to that point. Uh, we're not interested in just having one good team or one good year. Uh, we're interested in building a program, and that's what we're doing. Clearly, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, some of the things that we talk a lot about at Kentucky is build and protect our culture. Uh, and then it's important for us to select uh, the right players. 
as we have success, as we win, it gives us the opportunity to be more selective uh, with those players and make sure they fit in our system and buy into our culture. And then the last thing we do, and, and you hear me talk about it a lot, but it's so important to us, once they arrive on campus, uh, be very, very intentional about the development and what are we going to do to help them and develop them in all areas of their life. Um, so those are the, we need to continue to do those things well and build on that and build on the good things that we've been doing. Um, offensively, uh, we're excited. Uh, Terry Wilson comes back. Uh, had the opportunity to win 10 games for us a year ago, um, have one full year of experience under his belt. We expect him to make a big jump, and uh, Terry's uh, worked extremely hard in the offseason, just fundamentally getting better, understand the offense, uh, getting better around him with the wide receivers. You know, we have Lynn Bowden here. He's a dynamic playmaker. we got to make sure we get him the football because he could uh, create some points, create explosive plays, and again, we'll work and hard around them. Uh, we're going to be physical like we always try to be. Uh, offensive line is going to be very, very solid. They're going to be physical. We have some experienced players there. Um, Landon Young comes back off injury. He was a starter at left tackle. He'll be back for us this year. He'll be a great addition along with Logan, who's here today with me. Um, you know, Benny Snell is a hard guy to replace. You know, I think uh, mostly because of his competitive nature and, and his desire and his drive. Um, you know, fantastic player for us, but we have really good options at running back. It's now time for guys like A.J. AJ Rose to step up. Cavassier Smoke is a young guy that we're very high on. Chris Rodriguez. So we have players there uh, that are ready to step up and fill in. Uh, defensively, um, a lot's been talked about from the guys we're going to miss, uh, the guys we lost off last season, uh, some very good football players. Um, but we're very excited about the players we have returning. Uh, if you're going to build a defense, it's extremely important to be good through the middle of your defense up. If you look at our interior defensive line, the three interior guys were as deep and as talented and as physical as we've been since I've been at Kentucky. So that's a good place to, to start. We feel like we have six, seven, eight guys at the interior, three that can play. You go to the middle linebacker uh, position, Cash comes back for his senior year leading that group, but we feel like we have four talented players there. And then you go to the, uh, to the safeties and the nickel through the middle of defense, and those guys have some experience um, and, and are very good players. Uh, obviously, we, we're, we're inexperienced on the corners, at corners and outside linebacker. Um, Josh is a hard guy to replace. I know people were asking me that. You don't replace him with any one guy. Uh, Jamar Watson, Boogie Watson, is a heck of a football player. Uh, he's going to do a heck of a job. He played a, lot, a big role for us a year ago. Um, but it's going to be a group effort, a team effort. So um, very pleased with the work that our team has done. Uh, they've had a great offseason. This group is hungry. Uh, they, they came back in, in the winter. We've had a uh, everything in our program is increasing. You know, they're, uh, they, they've worked harder in the winter. We've had harder offseason programs in winter conditioning carried over to the spring. Uh, I see the leadership there. Each and every year it's a new year. Uh, we've got to go out and, and uh, do the things that we did well a year ago, uh, continue to look at all areas that we need to improve and, and focus on those things. And uh, that's what we plan on doing. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. So I'll open it up for questions at that time. All right. Thank you, Coach. If you have a question, raise your hand. Amanda, Jordan, and Sarah will get a microphone to you. We ask that you please stand. 
give your name and affiliation uh, with your questions. So uh, we'll go ahead and start right up here up front. Front row. How are you doing, Coach? Good. How are you? Joe Bombo, SB Nation Radio. Okay. It's been 40 years since you guys have won 10 games in the season. Is that the benchmark number going into the season now? Did you say four or four, 41? 40, 40, yeah, 40. 41. Um, you know, it's, it's been a long time, um, you know, since we won that, and we're proud of that accomplishment, but we want more. Uh, again, you know, what are we doing uh, to put ourselves in a position? It, it's really important to have the detail uh, and stay focused on the good things that we did to put us in a position to win that. And then what areas can we improve on? You know, everybody in our program, you look at your area of expertise and how do we improve. The nice thing is also is our players saw, that, saw what it takes. They saw the sacrifices uh, that those players did, that, that all of them, they were part of it. And, um, you know, so they have a good example uh, of the leadership that it takes, of the sacrifice that it takes, of, of you know, we want a team that's team-led. You know, we want the accountability to come from them. Uh, and they saw a great example of that, and that's the culture that we're trying to continue. Which will go here to our right on the near aisle, AP. Uh, good morning, Coach. Good morning. AP Stedham, WHEP, AM and FM, Foley, Alabama. Coach, what are some of those areas you would like to see uh, Terry Wilson improve upon, and what did you talk about him in the offseason? Yeah, if you really go back and study and, and – uh, you know, Terry really did a nice job, and our coaches did a great job. Darren Henshaw spent a lot of time with them. When you really have time to go back and break down everything, there were a lot of plays we left on the field just by basic fundamentals. And those areas will help him alone. You know, just fundamentally getting his proper alignments, fundamentally looking at the proper reads, starting with the proper reads. And then the system. You know, just understanding the system and making sure we as coaches are putting him in a position to be successful, what he's comfortable at. And then also, you know, getting better around him, you know, putting pressure and getting uh, some explosive wide receivers and guys that can make plays for him. We'll go all the way to the back of the center section, back row. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mark, Connor O'Gara, Saturday Down South. Um, for those of us who don't see Cash Daniel on a regular basis, um, you know, we just see the social media stuff and just kind of his personality come out. Can you describe just kind of who exactly he is and why, what exactly makes him tick? Yeah, you know, Cash is, you know, what you love about Cash is what you see is what you get. He's a guy that's very passionate about things and you got to love that. He's passionate about being from Kentucky, being from Eastern Kentucky and having a tough blue-collar background that I could certainly relate to. Uh, he, he's selfless. He cares about his team. He cares about winning. Sure, he wants to do good for himself, uh, but he's passionate about his brothers in that locker room, and uh, I think that's why a lot of people relate to him very well. Mitch, we'll go over here to our left, second row, Bob. Uh, hey, hey, Mark, uh, Bob Holt, Arkansas. Hey, How good is it to come here and not be asked when are you going to beat Florida? And, uh, and, and, but I also got to ask you, I don't know if you know this, is, 
uh, Kentucky hasn't been Florida in back-to-back years since '76, '77. How big would it be to uh, to start a winning streak against uh, the, the Gators? I'm just going to avoid that question. You know, I had a I had the pleasure to play with your boy John Daly yesterday on the golf course in a pro-am. So we're the Barbersall uh, event uh, pro golf tournaments going on. Lexington had an opportunity to play golf with John Daly yesterday. So big Arkansas fan, that's for sure. But uh, great guy. It was a lot of fun. But uh, uh, you, you're throwing me off with these uh, streaks and all that about Florida. I thought I didn't have to answer that anymore. But uh, no, I mean, to answer your question, every game's important. And, uh, um, you know, each and every game, a team in the East, uh, we have Florida at home. It's an important game. Uh, but so are the other 11. Right. Coach, we'll go over here to the right, the second row. Hey, Coach. Uh, Bruce Marshall from Sports Byline USA. Congratulations on last season. Thank you. Um, I remember watching the bowl game last year, the Troy Bowl game against Buffalo, and Sawyer Smith was fantastic at quarterback, and now I've seen, I've seen that he has landed as a grad transfer in Lexington. It seems like that could be a major, major get for you guys. Could you tell me how he might fit in and if he's going to be able to get some snaps coming in at this late stage? Yeah, thank you very much. It, it, it is uh, important to get Sawyer, uh, the fact that he has experience. He's a really talented player, but he's also played in big games. Uh, I'm a big believer at that position. You don't know exactly what you have until you get him into a game. And so uh, the fact with us having some transfer leave us. We had a quarterback that was a sophomore that won 10 games and so we had some departures. It was important to bring some experience in there until we have some of our young quarterbacks have a time to develop. Uh, so Sawyer's going to be a big piece of it. How big? I don't know. You know, we'll see when he gets on campus and uh, and we get to, to work with him. Uh, but I'm excited to have him. I'm excited to have that experience. Uh, he's been under pressure. He's played in big games. You've seen him deliver, uh, you know, under pressure. So uh, that's really important to have at that position, as you know. Coach, we'll go here to the center section along the left aisle. Uh, Drew DeArmond, WCZN Radio, Huntsville, Alabama. Coach, I wanted to ask you about a couple of uh, Alabama natives on your roster. Uh, talk about the development you've seen over his career of Logan Stenberg. I know he's a big part of your offensive line. And then as far as a young player, I know Benny Snell meant so much to your program, but Cavassier Smoke from Wetumpka, Alabama, I uh, wanted to know about, about your thoughts on his future. Yeah, and Alan Daly as well, that wide receiver. You know, we have high hopes for Alan as well. He's, he's going to be a heck of a player for us as well. But Cavassier, um, as I mentioned, I think I'm very excited to see him, see how he improves in his second year. I think he's a dynamic guy. He's, he's a tough guy to tackle. And so uh, anytime you're productive in high school in this state, you, you know you have a chance. Uh, with Logan, he's been, a, he's been a solid piece of our offensive line. I think, um, you know, for us, the, the offensive line kind of sets the tone for our team. And uh, Logan is a big piece of that. Uh, you know, you got to love him. He's a bright guy. He's, he's unbelievably uh, smart and graduated already and uh, does amazing things off the field. Uh, on the field, he is nasty. And that's what you're looking for at the offensive guard. He's a nasty player. He kind of sets the tone. He's big. He's physical. And uh, he's been a rock for us. So uh, he's been a big piece of it, and we're proud to have him. 
Which will go right here in the front row, right in front of us. Mm -hmm. Joe Bombo, SB Nation Radio. I've noticed that you guys seem to be really active in the Carolinas, specifically North Carolina, in recruiting. Um, what is it about that area that intrigues you? Uh, we're, we're trying to, you know, expand a little bit and get, uh, you know, get to, you know, any six, seven, eight-hour radius of Kentucky. You know, we don't have as many players in our state. We have very talented players, uh, but we don't have as many as some others. So uh, we have to get out a little bit and expand. Uh, but there's uh, talented players through the Carolinas, as we all know. Which will go back to the right section towards the back of the room. Nick Roush, Kentucky Sports Radio. Shortly after they lifted the prohibition on stadium-wide alcohol sales, uh, Mitch Barnhart and Eli Capaluto released a statement saying they're going to have conversations about it in the coming months. Have, have you been a part of any of those conversations, and do you want to see alcohol sales at Kroger Field? Uh, thanks a lot, Nick. Uh, no, I have not been a part of that. That's above my pay grade, and uh, I'm really worried about winning football games, so I'll leave that. Uh, I have great confidence in Dr. Capaluto and Mitch Barnhart, and uh, um, I'm sure they'll come to a decision that they're comfortable with. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll get a microphone to you. We'll go back over here on the left-hand side, second row, Tom. Yeah, hey, Mark, Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You've been in the league seven years now. Had not played Arkansas in that span. You got them coming in this uh, fall. Yeah. Just um, maybe thoughts about uh, taking them on for the first time. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, you know, it's... It is strange that we hadn't played them to this point, um, but uh, it'll be a, a real challenge for us. I have great respect for Coach Morris and what he's done, and and uh, you know I know they they can move the football. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You saw them last year against some of the most elite defenses in the country and move the ball very very successfully. Um, I know they didn't have the, the, the results in the win-loss column that they want, uh, but there's no doubt in my mind you're going to see a big jump by them this year. So uh, it'll be an exciting opportunity j just because of what you talked about. I just had not had the opportunity to play in them and uh, look forward to that challenge. All right, we'll go in the center section, about five rows back. Mark Gentry asked this Louisville Courier-Journal. How has the early signing date changed your job as a pertains to recruiting, I mean, in terms of time, cost, and, and opportunities that maybe didn't exist before? Um, it, it definitely has changed the calendar. I think um, myself going back, you know, maybe two, three, four years sitting in the SEC head coaches meeting, and at that time maybe only being a head coach for two years, maybe three years, and listening to some of the coaches that have been around for a while, and them really warning people about how drastic that is going to change things. And sure enough, um, you know, that did come to fruition. It, it, it's changed our calendar. Uh, with that, you have to adapt the best way you can. I did notice a big difference between the first year and the second year, this being the second year. It, it, it did move things up. It expediated the process just like you would anticipate, and I think it'll stay that way. So uh, you have to adapt to it the best way you can. Coach, we'll go over to our right side about three-quarters of the way back. Yeah, hi, Mark. Rick Bozich from WDRB in Louisville. Hey, <clears throat> With uh, more and more states have gone to 
push towards legalized gambling, uh, sports gambling. Because of that, do you have to talk or have you talked to your players more uh, about that and the dangers that are out there? You do. Uh, you definitely do. Um, you know, you had to have those conversations before it went legal as well um, because, uh, you know, gambling can trickle into these student-athletes. Let's face it, we have an awful lot of student-athletes throughout the country. And, um, you know, there's, there's things out there that you have to warn them against and you have to educate them on. And, uh, yeah, I think it is important to continue uh, to help educate our student-athletes on that. Again, if you'll please stand as you ask your question, give your name and affiliation. We'll go here in the second row at the center. Josh Moore, Lexington Herald leader. Uh, Nick Saban yesterday said that he thought the NCAA had been maybe too liberal with, with how they've granted waivers. I know you've got a waiver situation for a transfer yourself. I just what are your thoughts on the waiver process in general and the transfer portal? Yeah, I think it, it is difficult um, because as I said, there, there's a lot of good reasons. When, when kids needs to, needs to transfer, uh, there's, there's very good, solid reasons for that to happen. I think the, the human side of myself and everybody understands that and wants to support that. When it gets to total free agency, I think we all are a bit concerned about that. Um, and again, uh, you get criticized, you know, either way you stand on that. Uh, you want to be human, you want to help kids, that's what we're here for, that's, that's why we're in this business. Um, but part of that is also being hard on kids and disciplining kids and uh, helping them be accountable when they don't necessarily want to, you know. And so I think that's where the fine line, the balance comes in. Uh, when maybe somebody's trying to escape, um, you know, the, the, the pressures that come with uh, uh, improving in all areas of their life. But then there's the other side of it, where the human side, where they need to transfer. I had one a few years ago when a player of mine uh, had to transfer, and and, uh, and because there was some serious family situations going on, and I wholeheartedly supported that and wanted him to have the opportunity to play. So it's just a, a tough issue right now. I think where the issues come in also is managing your roster, managing your your your, your team, and uh, and total free agency gets to be an issue for us. Okay, we'll go back to the back of the center section along the left aisle. Hey, Mark, uh, Brooks Cabina from The Advocate. I mean, you mentioned free agency uh, kind of being against that. I mean, I know there's differences between the college and the professional game, but, you know, Historically, in the NFL, early on, free agency wasn't a big thing and kind of moved on and um, turned into that. Do, do you see, you know, uh, do you think of that in historical context and uh, why, why would it be good for um, kind of in that section of the game and, and not in the college level? You know, I, I, I don't. I didn't put that amount of thought into it as far as what it did to the pro game and how it affects the college game. This is all relatively new. I don't think we'll see the total effects of total free agency unless it happened in a few years into it. Uh, there's certainly going to be some obstacles for all of us, but uh, I've always taken the approach it is what it is. You know, whatever the rules are, I'm going to play by them and do the best I can and uh, make sure I'm doing the right things by these kids as well. Which will go right down in front of us, front row. Mark McLeod, Blood Sports Radio. Mark, we've seen the coaching changes in the Eastern Division going back three years or so. 
a lot of returning quarterbacks. Can you talk about and discuss the, the strengthening of the division as you see it? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me to, to see the strength of the East. We, we knew that was going to happen. Uh, you know, there's quality coaches, there's great programs, very rich in tradition. None of us are interested in going backwards. Uh, there's some very talented head coaches that are very driven. Uh, to continue to push, and that's what we're all trying to do. So uh, it's no surprise that the East is, uh, is improving, uh, but we all know so is the West. So you're just trying to constantly do your part. You know, it, I can't be affected what's going on with the rest of the league. You know, we really just got to focus on Kentucky and what can we do to make sure we're improving. All right, Coach, we'll go back to this right section in the very back. Nick Roush, KSR, the secondary guys that you just are going to have to replace this year, all of those pretty much started for four years for you. You had to throw them into yeah. the fire. This year you've got a lot of guys who have been redshirting. How does that change the way you coach guys who have been kind of waiting in the wing to, to get their opportunity to play? Well, it, it definitely changes because there's no replacing that experience. You know, we had the opportunity to watch a lot of those secondary guys that you, you know very well uh, from covering us locally. Um, you, we had the ability to watch them go through the ups and the downs and, and to grow and to mature. Um, you know, it was unique to have that amount of experience in our secondary with one group. And uh, that is hard to replace. As I mentioned, I feel like we have some inside guys, some nickels, dimes, safeties that have, that have played, that got their feet wet uh, outside a corner. That's going to be the biggest issue with, uh, with the experience out there. Uh, you do have Cedric Dort coming back where he played two years ago. Last year he ended up redshirting. He would have been the fourth corner last year, but he got a severe high ankle sprain uh, late in camp and missed uh, most of the season. And we had those veterans that you were talking about. And so we were able to redshirt him. We get him back. He's played some. Brandon Eccles comes in from a junior college, so he has some experience as well. Uh, Jamari Brown is a guy that uh, redshirted a year ago that has the physical tools uh, to be successful. And we have time for a couple more. If you have a couple of final questions, raise your hand. Go back up here to Bob on the second row. And I'm sorry, Nick, I'll, I'll finish the rest of that. But um, as far as altering us, I think you do have to look at ways. You know, you, you, you know, that's I've been a secondary guy for a long time, and there are ways you can try to protect a corner here and there in the way you go about uh, your defenses, but not always. Let's face it, that's a position where they're going to be on an island. You have to win some one-on-one -on -one battles. There's just no getting around it. So there's times when you can protect and help and, and lean, but then there's times when, when you have to win. Thank you, sir, about that. Coach, let's go over here to the left side. Bob. Yeah, hey, Mark. Uh, Bob Holt again. Yeah. Hey, did you play in the same group as Daly? And he's a pretty big Arkansas fan. He goes to a lot of games. That's why I brought it up. I was yeah. trying to divert from that Florida question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was just wondering if he said anything to you about, um, you know, that Arkansas game or how big a fan he is yeah. and, you know, he, that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I played with John. I had the privilege of being in his foursome and, and playing with John. And for me, you know, because he has that exemption with that bagged knee. I had the ability to ride in his cart once in a while, too, to save me from walking around that whole 18 holes. But uh, it was a hot day there in Lexington. Uh, but, no, he's 
definitely a big Hog fan, and uh, there's no getting around that. But he's also very supportive of the SEC and uh, definitely invited him to the game. He's planning on playing golf uh, until November. So I think we play Arkansas somewhere in October, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm not sure he's going to be able to make it, but uh, he definitely supports Arkansas. Big fan. Uh, Any final questions? So we've got one up here in the front row. We'll get a microphone to you. Thank you. Hey, Coach. Uh, I just want to touch on the loss of Gerald Lorenz, and I know Terry said that he's going to wear his number first game of the season. Has there been any extensive talks of doing something to commemorate his loss? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, that was a tough loss for all of us. Jared uh, uh, was a remarkable man. Uh, I didn't know him as well personally. I knew him, of course, he was around the program some, but he was beloved uh, throughout our community, uh, the Big Blue Nation. He was a terrific person and father, and uh, that was a big loss to us. And when Terry called me right away or texted me right away and uh, you know asked me what I thought about that, my immediate response was that'd be a great idea. Uh, to honor him, to recognize him, uh, to wear his number in the opener. So I'm all for that. And then we have talked about it, um, and we will continue to work on that or what we'll do to recognize him as, uh, as the season gets closer. All right, Coach Stoops, thank you for your time this morning. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you all. Hey, you just got uh, one more to go, right? It's been a long week for you, so uh, I think you just got to bear through Gus and uh, have a nice weekend. You all deserve it. Thank you. <laughs>